0: Everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 81 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal, Val. Jason has the day off, and with me is the, the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan at King NASCAR. How are you?
1: I am feeling assimilated. <laughs>
0: hopefully that's a good thing and not a bad thing
1: yeah we'll talk about it
0: (laughs) okay got a great show for everybody today we're gonna talk uh top 10 jimmy johnson cards and then we got some nascar news and ebay auctions and then wherever the conversation takes us so
1: Yeah, we seem to get derailed quite often.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do appreciate uh, everybody listening to the show and sticking it out with us through some of our windings of conversations. But uh, to that point, thanks to our sponsor, Panini America. And also congratulations to Jeff uh, Peck Geek. Um, He's starting a new position at Panini America. So,
1: Yeah, congrats to him. Good job.
0: Yeah, I think he's get you know one of the jobs that everybody in the industry or you know all the uh, folks would love to have, right? He gets to uh, uh, work in the card industry. So,
1: I'll be honest with you, I, I would I would love to have that job if I lived down in the uh, Dallas, Texas area. Uh, I would have been applying for that job.
0: I think everybody's going to move down to Texas, so in <laughs> the Dallas Fort Worth area.
1: I, I think I think Dallas has become the the center of the collecting card collecting card manufacturing universe.
0: Well, a lot of uh, companies are moving to Texas. So,
1: well, you've got Beckett and Heritage is there. Uh, was it Monday or whoever that that prints the cards? Uh, of course, mm-hmm. you've got Panini. I mean, it's just there's a plethora Leaf, right? of, of people. Yeah, or companies down there, and Leaf, and Leaf, yeah, yeah. We got Brian down there. Golly, I mean, just, the list goes on and on.
0: It's a happening place.
1: It really is.
0: For cars, I'm you know here I am though in Charlotte, which is happening place for NASCAR. So,
1: yeah, I, I'd be torn between the two. <laughs> if I if I had a place to live, man, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I would probably think I would probably be in your your area because of NASCAR. So that's that's where I would go.
0: Yeah, and speaking of NASCAR, we had the induction ceremony this last weekend for Dale Jr., Red Farmer, and Mike Stefanik, three newest inductees.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to go to that, and I know you did too, but COVID just kind of put a kink in it for us. It just wasn't going to be worth it because they they didn't have any autograph sessions from what we are aware of. I mean, I think there was some access to – some of the drivers and hall of famers at the dinner, but past that, I don't know that there was a whole lot of access to any of the hall of famers. So it just, it just wasn't worth my time because I love going to that event, you know, just to go and say hi to the inductees and the hall of famers, shake their hand and of course get their autograph. So that's, that's always the big thing for me. If I can't you know do that, then, you know, it's, you know, it's, almost really not worth it. And this year just wasn't because of COVID.
0: Yeah. We'll have to gear up for next year for the class of 2023. So I think if uh, memory serves me right, they will unveil the list of the nominees. And then in may, the committee will meet and decide as long as well as the fans decide the three that will be inducted next January. So We'll have to gear up for for that. So,
1: yeah. Once they uh, announce the list of nominees, we'll have to make our picks and see how close we are.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: We can talk about that on the show.
0: Uh, offhand, I can't remember who's eligible. Maybe Matt Kenseth is up, or was he on the list last time? No, that was Carl Edwards that was on the list last time. So, anyway,
1: yeah, I think Kenseth, Kenseth is going to be eligible this time for sure.
0: I think so. I always um. That last was it 2017 that last year with the opinion instant where they had, I think, Kenseth had won one of those races at the end of the season. I think there was a junior card in there too. So, anyway, that's for more for another show. So, we're already yeah, getting sidetracked.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, where should we go?
1: Well, let's talk about just a little bit of news right now. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on in NASCAR. You know, I, I went and looked at Jayski and NASCAR.com. Didn't really see a lot that's really exciting. About the only thing that I saw that I thought was kind of cool was that Kyle Larson was named the 2021 Richard Petty Driver of the Year. And man, he if anybody deserves it, it's that boy because he had a heck of a year. I mean, he not only did he win the championship, he won 10 races in cup. He won three of the crown jewels of dirt racing. He won the Chili Bowl, he won the Knoxville Nationals. I think that's in sprint cars. He won Kings Royal, and that's that's in wing cars. So he really, really had a heck of a year.
0: Well, I want to preface it with this: I don't know of anybody who's ever had two years back to back, the low of lows, the high of highs, right? Yeah. Considering the previous year he suspended, you know, we won't get into all that, and then turn it around, new team, and then to do what he did and roll off those wins. And don't forget, he could have had another win, that blown tire at turn four. So it was just, he put on a clinic and, you know, and then won the championship. So from one year to the next year, what an amazing, I I don't know of any, maybe, well, I was going to say Kyle, Kyle Bush, when he broke his legs, whatever, to come back to win the championship, but I, nothing else comes to mind. So
1: Yeah, my son and I were in Nashville, and I think we've talked about this before. When he won that race in Nashville this year, and everybody was cheering him. I mean, he's he to me he's a sponsor's dream. And I mean, I know that HendrickCars.com is sponsoring him for the most part, and he's got a few other sponsors. But you know, there's got to be a a sponsor that's that's uh, you know looking for somebody like him that would be a good fit for him. Well, I
0: think he's gotten some now credit one jumps out at me, but you know, we've, we've run into him a few times, uh super kid a now adult, whatever. So super happy for him. And I, I don't think of anybody who, you know, who, who they could have selected, you know, that didn't deserve more than Kyle. So Larson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he truly deserves it without a doubt. I'm I'm proud for him.
0: Yeah, and of course in the in the hobby trading cards, his stuff is I want to say in hot. They're red hot or white hot, I guess. They're in another another level. The 2013 autos stuff. Wow.
1: Yeah, I remember remember we were at the national that year, and uh, his cars had just come out, and you know, people were going, Who's this Kyle Larson guy? And my son, he's he's always good at picking NASCAR prospects he says, man, Kyle Larson is going to be great. Pick up all his cards. You can. And I remember somebody got a Kyle Larson autograph out of a silver pack. And they go, who's this guy? I go, I'll take him. And I think I paid the guy <laughs> maybe $10 or something for the autograph. And he thought he was doing well. Then I saw him a couple years later. He goes, man, you really got me on that. I said, well, heck, I didn't know at the time. You know, I just. I well, was prospecting, I was right?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, at that time, he wasn't. He, you know, he was, you, you were prospecting and. Uh, I think, you know, he ran Eldora, and I think he came in, I don't know, he, he was fighting there for the lead, and he ended up, like, smashing the truck and coming in, like, fifth or something because he later said, well, I shouldn't have been fighting so hard for first place. I should have just settled for second because the money that I would have got for second was better than I got for th- for fifth or whatever it was. So, mm-hmm. um, but but that just shows you how determined he was to win, and you know, and he was running Chip Canassi, and you know, did decent. I always say he was a great driver uh, for a good team. And, you know, now he's still a great driver for a great team. So you see the difference uh, in the results.
1: Yeah. And he was motivated. A, yeah. He was. He, he was taking a run of the mill car and putting it up front. And that's something that like Cale Yarborough was really good at back in the day. He would take a, a so so car and he could get, he could push it and get it up there and, and, you know, have a good finish. Whereas, you know, a, a just a run-of-the-mill driver would have had a, of course, run-of-the-mill finish. So, you know, in in that respect, you know, he, he's kind of like Kyle Yarborough.
0: And I think that's one of the things that, like, our sport folks outside of racing understand that, yeah, the wins are great and everything else. But another measure is because you can only have one winner or, you know, only a few people in the top five. But to take a lower level car or a car from one of these smaller shops and finish higher than they should. Right. And that's, that's the mark of a good driver uh, getting more than he should out of the vehicle uh, and, and finishing higher. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's kind of the measure how they, or how they measure these other drivers. So, you know, mm-hmm. like w- when Bubba Wallace was with Petty, right, they wanted to make sure, okay, uh, A, you bring the car back in <laughs> uh, a decent enough piece where we don't have to spend, you know, a few hundred thousand to fix it and you do better than, you know, what we're qualifying for. So, and that's a, su- a successful race, uh, <laughs> Not to be, you know, a win would be great, you know, and they do happen, you know, but that's kind of the measurement for the smaller teams.
1: Oh, I agree.
0: But, you know, I think people outside, like I said, outside the sport don't necessarily understand it. They might get, look at the wins and championships and everything else, which, you know, is easy to do. And those are the, the, the cream of the crop or whatever or the are uh, at the top of um, some of these teams. So,
1: Yeah, and, you know, one thing about Kyle Larson, going back to that for just a second, you know, he gave away several races. I think he could have easily, if he had just a little bit better smidge of luck, he could have tied Jeff Gordon's record for most wins in a season in 1998 that he had with 13. So it, it could, he could have done that. I, I, he was on pace to do that. And like I said, he had that blown tire, and he gave away a couple other races that, you know, there were some late cautions and things that that messed him up. But he he I think he could have had maybe even more than that, but I think he could have had at least 13.
0: It's going to be interesting to see, you know, this season, how that shakes out. And you know, that competition with Hendrick, with Chase and Kyle. So,
1: mm-hmm. I can see Chase up in his game this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, motivation, right? You know It's, um, it, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm excited for, uh, the 2022 season. And speaking of the 2022 season for NASCAR, anyway, our races are coming up. The next race is the Bush class bush Light clash at the Coliseum, at the Los Angeles Coliseum. And that's going to be Sunday night, February 6th. So not this weekend, but next weekend we're going to start, get back into the groove, and then the following weeks we'll have Daytona. So we still have a little bit of ways for uh, IndyCar and F1, but NASCAR is going to kick us off.
1: Yeah, that that Bush clash is going to be... I think it's going to be a slugfest. There's going to be a lot of rooting and gouging in that race. Cause that track is so small. It's kind of going to kind of be like, um, Bowman gray stadium. So did,
0: did you see the video? They have somebody out there on the track, uh, taking a lap.
1: I have not seen that.
0: All right, it's out on Twitter, and there I think it was I saw it on Twitter, or, or I'm sure it's on the NASCAR social medias. But basically, you know, they get up to speed, and it's time for the turn, and then you know, like their turn, you can hear the tires squealing, and then get up to speed again, and then their tires squealing in the turn. So it's gonna be a clash. That's exactly
1: it. <laughs> it and, you is. know because
0: it's a quarter mile, right? So we're used to the smallest track we have is a uh, half mile, and so this is half of that. So four laps for a mile, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy.
1: I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. I mean, I would love to be able to go see that race. You know, the people who live out in LA in that area, man, if, if they don't go, they're really going to miss it. Cause they're going to, whoever gets to go is going to be in for a treat.
0: Definitely. So, you know, we're starting to see some of that, the rumblings here. So the, the hall of fame has been induction has been done. The media week's been completed and so it's time. It's soon. It's gonna be time to to get ready to race.
1: Yep, I can't wait.
0: Yep. You want to jump into NASCAR news? You want to hit JJ?
1: Um, we'll do whatever you want to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm easy. So let's um, let's take care of Jimmy Johnson then, the old seven time or the new seven time.
1: Yeah, the latest seven time.
0: Uh, it's gonna be hard to beat. Hard to tie that. Or beat it, but you know, we will we'll see. So Kyle Larson may be starting something, I don't know. But anyway, Jimmy Johnson rookie cards are in 2000. Uh, so he he was you know racing since 2000, I think went into the cup level in 2001, 2002, I think it was with Lowe's.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if everybody does remember that, uh, I think it was Jeff Gordon kind of, I don't say discovered him, but basically approached Mr. Hendrick about you know, bringing him into the, onto the Hendrick team. And I think, you know, Mr. Hendrick was kind of somewhat hesitant. It was like, you know, I'll put in some money if you put in some money. So, you know, Jeff Gordon was kind of partial owner of the, uh, of the Jimmy Johnson team. So, and I guess he, he, uh, he chose wisely.
1: Yeah. That paid off for him for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was good or bad, right? So it was like, hey, you need to bring this kid in, I'm, you know, putting money up and whatever. But then he ends up, you know, competing and, and winning all those championships that, uh, you know, that maybe Jeff could have got some of those. So,
1: yeah, it you know, always goes back to that, doesn't it?
0: What's
1: that? It always goes back to that. I mean, if Jimmy wasn't there, how many championships could Jeff have won?
0: Yeah, so it's like, you know, be, uh, be careful what you wish for kind of a thing. Or, you know, like, like I want you to be good, but I don't want you to be too good.
1: well he also had the mad scientist too with him
0: well that's true too right and we talked about it right before the show you know it's it's like the planets have to line it's like in in baseball football right you take personalities and you have these high draft picks and maybe they don't work out in one system but we move into another system and then they just you know all the planets align and then you know boom you have superstars whatever but you know we're talking about chad canals who was really under Ray Evernham's? You know, he was on Jeff Gordon's team uh, with Evernham being the crew chief and and Chad out tire changer. Because actually, Chad Knaus's car, his first car, is like ninety five Optima. He's tire changer uh, for Jeff Gordon, and you know, under that tutelage, the professor and the and and the student. And what a student he was, right? And then he gets to become crew chief for Jimmy. And uh, the mad scientist, I always go back to, you know, (laughs) NASCAR is changing the rules around. And these guys are up at night thinking of ways or thinking of things that they're not thinking of and going back to the all-star race. And I think they had it where, all right, if you finished first in a segment, like you were guaranteed to be in that last segment. So the, you know, Jimmy and the, and Jimmy won it. And then, you know, Chad tells him to go all the way to the back to the end. Right. So you don't wreck. And then, you know, that was, that was legal. And then they changed it and said, well, no, 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 now, now it's going to be the average of your finishes so that, uh you know, but Chad found, you know, some a loophole there and that they didn't think of uh to exploit. So, and that's, I guess what the crew chiefs, uh not necessarily his job, but to kind of, you know, deal with the people and, and the track and the calls, the pit or gas or whatever it is and just everything. And so like you, I think you had the mad professors and you have Jimmy driving and what a combination, right? Seven championships.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and Chad will also be in the hall of fame. I'm sure soon.
0: Oh, definitely. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they both go in together.
1: Yeah. Because I think the only crew chief that is has and oh. more championships than him is, uh, Dale Inman, and he won eight. He won seven with with the King, and then he won one with Terry Labonte.
0: That's right. And I was just thinking Chad actually was uh, another year, so he probably doesn't have the same eligibility. He's going to be a year after Jimmy. Yeah. So, But anyway, so back to the top 10. So uh, we did Richard Petty last week of top 10 cards, and we'll have some honorable mentions as well here. But
1: going to start out with number 10.
0: Number 10, and this is one of my personal favorites, 2016 Panini Instant number 15. This is the Panini Instant for 2016 where they produced, Panini, they being they, Panini, produced cards for the playoff race, and Jimmy Johnson won the last race and won the championship. Uh, it has a print run of only 94. That's nothing. I think so. I think 94s uh, was high then, but, uh, in the scope of and scheme of things for a seven-time championship. Actually, I want to say there's 93 of them because I have one signed by Jimmy. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that and that's a base card. I think there was a one of one. I think that was purchased. I think during that year there might have been a blue, a blue and a red. I don't think those, if I remember, right, were sold. If you'd believe it, that 2016. I don't think. Well. Was either advertised correctly or whatever, but uh, the print runs were very small for Panini Instant 2016 and 2017. But uh, number 10, Panini Instant, number 15, number nine, 2008 Press Pass, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Kanaos Dual Auto Garage Grass, and that's numbered out of 45.
1: I like that card. I've got the other one, I've got the, the I think it's Steve LaTart and Jeff Gordon one.
0: Yeah, there's. Four of them, I think. There's Tony Stewart and Zipidelli. and then Dale Jr. and Tony Uri Jr. So uh, the Garage Grass is—it's one of my favorite. That's out of—I uh, think it's out of Speed Week or Speed something of Press Pass in 2008. So, and they're not too expensive. I think there's a few on eBay for like 125, 130. But you want to make sure that you get the numbered version. There's a few. There's—I'm trying to track down the why there's some that are numbered and not numbered Psa will not grade the non-numbered ones you want the ones that are numbered out of 45 number eight 2000 and max number 60 jimmy johnson so that's rookie year and that's the max version number seven 2000 maximum number 38 that's also a rookie if you remember that's like a white border the 2000 Max. I think it has some purple and some other stuff in it. It's a nice card. Uh, uh, Same with the 2000 Maximum. And then number six, uh, because this is kind of the foil version, a little harder to get. The 2000 Upper Deck racing number 38. Another rookie. So
1: Yeah, that card is kind of prone to a little bit of chipping because of the foil.
0: Yeah, right, right out of the pack. You know, bank corners and everything else. So it's a tough one
1: yeah it's a tough one to get graded or graded high i should say
0: yeah you want to take uh, one to five or
1: five to one yep number five two thousand sp authentic number 39 uh i like that card it's a uh, got pretty much a white border around it and it's 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 a pretty card uh and those things grade pretty good and, uh, you know, it's just got like a portrait shot of him in his all uniform.
0: Yeah, so this is the base version. You'll get one or two of these per 2000 Authentic box. I can tell you from experience.
1: Yeah, and this one you could consider, this one could be considered possibly a NASCAR Glamour card. Because it's pretty iconic. You know, when you see it, you know it. And like I said, they, they grade well it's just a fun card to have i like that card
0: that's it uh, jimmy with his all tail uniform and his rosy cheeks
1: oh yeah and he was he was a little pudgy back then he, <laughs> he he wasn't quite as skinny and you know working out like he he started to do you know he 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 had a little pudge to him at that point
0: <laughs> i think that's why we like these rookie cards right it's like you look at him and you know the potential and everything else and then it turns out uh you know you're looking at a seven time champion there
1: yeah, so number four, 2000 SP Authentic. Number 67, it's the Performance Overdrive card that's limited and numbered to 2,500. So that card, it's kind of like the Tom Brady card of that same era, you know, where his cards were limited and numbered as well. Uh, this card... You can find them; they're out on eBay. You know, they they pop up, and and usually there's one out there. Seems like most of the time, but you know you gotta look at those things you know closely because they get the corners get messed up, and they show they show wear real real easy. So trying to find a good example of that card can be challenging.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, like you said, it's kind of short printed. I think the only difference or the thing that hurts it is that there's a base. You know, Jimmy Johnson, as opposed to like Tom Brady, there's no base Tom Brady. It's only that short-printed one, and that's it. So we the 2000 SP Authentic has a base, that number 39, and then the short-printed number 67. So I think because that number 39 is more of the glamour card or the iconic, that people forget about that 67, that folks that aren't maybe astute in NASCAR trading cards, you know, know about that number 67.
1: That's true. That's very true. I mean, I honestly... I don't think I ever pulled one out of a pack and I didn't really realize that card till years later that it, it was out there.
0: Right. And I've seen, I think it just happened to close in a few days ago. Maybe we'll talk about a NASCAR news, but there was a SP authentic number 39 that closed a PSA 10. So we'll talk about that. What what kind of price that brings.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. All right. So number three, the 2000 maximum young lions, number YL nine, jimmy johnson card this card to me is the absolute coolest neatest most fantastic insert of jimmy johnson that you're going to get it's a die-cut card with a black lion uh, traced out in gold with a picture of him you know on top of this lion and if you have never seen this card or haven't tried to get one for yourself you're missing out because it is nothing short of amazing. I I I love that card. I don't have one graded, but I am. I think I've got one off the PSA. It's been there a year, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful card. It's a cool card, and to me, it's it's his best insert card. What do you think, Val? I,
0: I agree with you. I love this card. You know, it goes back to the you know potential it's a 2000 it's die cut That's out of the maximum, I believe, right? Yes. And I've opened a few of these boxes cause you could actually find them a few years ago. Uh, these young lions are only one per box. And I think there's nine in the set and the set actually, actually, cause I'm thinking about trying to get these graded, not graded signed. And of course, but Matt Kenseth and Kevin Harvick come to mind as, and then in this set, so, uh you know, Jimmy Johnson in it. And so it's it's a tough insert, one per one per box. And there's a few cards in the set. And then you have, you know, the Jimmy Johnson. So I think this is one of those under the radar that I didn't know existed until, I don't know, it was about five, ten years ago, I guess, that I ran across. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Knowing 2000 was Jimmy Johnson's rookie year and then realizing that, you know, there's an insert one per box. So uh, I think... You know, time goes by and we kind of forget about the inserts or we forget about the odds of what, you know, the inserts were put per box or ratio, whatever. So,
1: yeah, we do just because we see them on eBay a lot. We just don't realize, you know, just how hard those were to pull back then.
0: Right. And then, you know, how many got in the collections or how many got, you know, not in card sleeves or whatever it is. And because of the die cuts. Uh, you know, they're prone to the chipping and bending and stuff like that. So, cause I think I sent one in, I thought it was really great shape. I don't know if it came back a seven or eight, thought it would get higher, but I mean, with the die cuts, all things, are all bets are off. So,
1: Well, you know, the way they cut it, I mean, it kind of has part of the, you know, little cuts of where the lion's mane is, which makes a little triangle and a point. So those little points from the die cut are going to get, damaged if you don't handle that thing with care. So that's probably you know part of what what dings it when it gets graded.
0: And I think the bottom is not flat, right? I think there might be some points or whatever on the bottom, so even if you put it in the card saver, if you tap it down, you're going to start bending the edges or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's kind of rounded, so think about it. If you throw it in a card saver and start banging it down like you would a regular square card, that thing could shift to the left or right because it's rounded and it could damage the card. So there you go.
0: Yep. That's a great, great card.
1: So, all right. Number two, 2000 maximum signatures. Number J J O for Jimmy Johnson. Uh, That's a really cool card. Again, I I know I keep using the word cool a lot, but it is, it's an awesome card. Uh, It's got a picture of him on the left side and it's got, plenty of room for him to sign his name and back then you just didn't have like you do now with the j line j line he actually signed it where you could pretty much see jimmy johnson yes because of course he was doing it this is early in his career but it does have like a purple and uh orange border around it so it is a little susceptible to you know to being, you know, showing, showing where, and something else I've noticed about those cards and you got to be careful with them is I think he signed some of them with a different kind of Sharpie because I've seen a lot of those that are faded with the autographs that are faded. You now you know, I've seen that on other cards, like the 92 tracks autographs. I think Harry Gantz, one of them that, that gets faded. Uh, there's a couple of them that get faded because of the, of the Sharpies or markers that they used for those. And that's kind of the same way with this. So if you're on the hunt for this card, I would definitely, you know, you know, zoom in on it, make sure the autograph looks good. Doesn't look faded and doesn't look, you know, kind of you know, dried out or anything. But there's a lot of good examples out there still. So but this is a this is a pretty iconic card and you can find them. They're fairly plentiful, believe it or not. You can find them on eBay pretty readily. But I like this card. I mean, what do you think about it?
0: The 2000 Maximum, this is one of the ones I do not have yet. Uh, this is one I've been eyeing for a few years and for whatever reason, just haven't pulled the trigger on it. But I love the autograph because he's dotting his eyes. The I don't know. There's something about the purple and the orange. Uh, to your point, you know, the, we have some dark orange corners and black corners from the, the flag there uh, and a purple. So uh, it is... You know, condition kind of sensitive, but I think it's a, a great card. Uh, early signature of Jimmy Johnson. It's got a nice uh, uh, close-up of his face and all-tail uh, hat he's wearing and that blue Sharpie, so looks great.
1: All right. So, drum roll, please. <laughs> Number one, 2000 SP Authentic sign of the times number j i jimmy johnson i love this card i love any sign of the times cards that you know like earnhardt and those guys this is probably his most iconic autographed card if you ask me Uh, again we were talking about the signature you can if you look at it it's got like like val said it's got the two dotted eyes and You can see the H and Johnson and things. So the autograph is nice. I've seen a lot of cards again with the, like this one, some of them are faded and it just, I don't, I don't know what happened. I I don't know if he again had a a bad Sharpie or used the, didn't use a Sharpie or what the deal was. So, you know, kind of watch those, but for the most part, they're, they're really good. I do have one of these cards. Uh, I've had it for a few years now. The, the crazy thing about both of these top two cards is they're plentiful. And good gosh, this guy is a seven time champion for crying out loud. And you can pick one up. I think easily under $200. I mean, that's a bargain. I mean, that is, that is a bargain. I mean, compared to these other sports, you could, you can't beat that, but it's a beautiful card. Like it's got, for the most part, it's got kind of a white border. It's got some grace, you know, like diagonal, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, streaking or whatever across it It says sign of the times. And it's got a, got a portrait of him on the top. And like I said, there's plenty of room on him for on the bottom to sign. So it's just, like I said, it's his, it's his most iconic autograph card for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, and they leave so much room for the autograph for that sign of the time. And it's that white background with that blue Sharpie. And like I said, he, you know, this is his first auto, And, you know, you can see the eye, the dotting of the eyes and the H and Johnson. And, you know, we know the driver's autographs change over time. And, and, you know, it is one of those iconic cards. So I've actually pulled one of these out of one of the SP authentic boxes I picked up. So that was a treat to because I was thinking back, you know, in 2000, You'd probably be like, you know, who is this? Uh you'd probably want the, you know, Bill Elliott or Otto or whatever. But yeah, I pulled uh, Jimmy Johnson. I think it came back a nine, but I was pretty excited to pull uh old seven seven time there.
1: Yeah, it sounds like me when I pulled the 92 tracks, Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a I think it's well deserved for uh card number one. Uh, It it is plentiful, but it's not. They're slowly uh, driving or drying up, I think, with, you know, people speculating or, you know, wanting to pick up these cards of these iconic drivers that, you know, this is kind of a no-brainer. Like I said, it's in our, our number one list, so it doesn't take much for other folks to realize that and to snatch those up, so...
1: Yeah, so I guess we can talk about some of the honorable mentions that we have on, you know, of Jimmy Johnson.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, he's got what we say uh, over seven thousand cards, and you know, to whittle it down to ten, it was tough. But there's definitely some honorable mentions cards that were produced of those seven thousand that, you know, you might want to be interested in that are still still good cards to get. So,
1: yeah, a couple of them. Or from again, let's just face it. Two thousand was his rookie year, uh, and he's got quite a few, honestly, uh, really good cards out there. The other cards that you know, like I said, are honorable mention to me are his two thousand maximum MPH or mile per hour number thirty-eight die cut card, and that card is only numbered to ninety-two cards, and they, they also have the same card. And it's uh, number to 250, so they have two different two different versions. I think one's like a bronze color, and I think the was maybe what a silverish color. I think, but those are pretty limited. I I luckily have one of each of those, but they're hard to find. Uh, they do pop up on eBay, but they're not very plentiful.
0: Well, yeah, because one of them is like number to 250, the other one's ninety two, right? Which was that was his card number uh, in, I guess it was Xfinity or Bush before, uh, going to cup. So Mm -hmm. and upper deck had numbered those cards to, uh, like, or not to the card number. So, but yeah, I think I've got one of the ones out of the 250. uh, you know, they do pop up every once in a while and, you know, it's a parallel of, um, one of the cards that were on our top 10. So uh, you know, any kind of die cut or parallel of um, rookies is always pretty, pretty amazing. You know, just look at some of the other sports, what, you know, what they go for, for the parallel. So,
1: yeah, something else that I saw out there that um, you might want to take note of is his 2002 press pass hot treads number HT14. It's it's limited to 1555. I don't know where they got that number from. But that's his first memorabilia card because, you know, press pass is usually the first set to come out with press pass back in the day. You know, that was the first one that came out each year, and they had the hot treads of him in there. So that would be, uh, at least in my opinion, his first memorabilia card. So that one would be a cool one to find.
0: The first memorabilia of a uh, old seven time. One of the ones I like is the two thousand and one press pass. That's like the Optima, where he's got his uh, Excedrin car number ninety-two, and I think you know there's a parallel of that as well, the gold version. But uh, it's big picture, you know, the oval uh, horizontal card uh, with him with his hands on his hip, uh, with his Excedrin fire suit on, and the car in the background. So I think he's just looking off into the future of, hey, one day I'm going to be win seven championships.
1: Little did he know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was that was around the time I think he tried to, to kill himself too over at Watkins Glen.
0: But and you were going to say something about this card?
1: Oh yeah, I just I remember having that card back in the day and sending that off and getting him to sign it. And the, the back in those days, you know, of course he would sign and send back. So luckily, I've got one of those autographs from him.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Yep. All right. Um, one of the other cards that I like. <laughs> is his 2003 press pass eclipse skid marks
0: <laughs> there you go
1: <laughs> race used tire card number sm8 uh i just like uh, i just like skid marks <laughs> it's like saying <same> skid <laughs> marks
0: <laughs> yeah and the skid marks is a parallel version i if i remember right and they've used like pulverized rubber and then printed that on the card to give it a an effect
1: yeah, yeah, they pulverized the rubber, mixed it, uh, mixed it in with the, within the ink, and then printed that on the card. And it's got so it's got a texture to it.
0: Uh, one of my honorable mentions is the 2017 Dunruss, number 47. There is a ver- variation that is 7x champ. I think that's a pretty cool. That's him. Uh, it's like ground level uh, photo looking up, and all his championship trophies are right there, and then he's in the background. And, of course, it's a variation or it's a short print. So,
1: Well, me, being a fan of the king, I like this next card that I've got on my honorable mention list, the 2017 Panini National Treasures Dual Signature Materials, number 10, Jimmy Johnson and Richard Petty, out of 25 cards. That's a cool card. There was one somebody got at the National this year. I I had just missed getting it it was like 200 something dollars and i thought that was man that was a bargain price i wish i had <laughs> seen it first but i did not i was unable to get it but i love that card i think it's just so iconic with you know each one of them winning seven championships and both of them being on the same card you know it's kind of like the the other bookend to the richard petty dale earnhardt tracks card in 92.
0: i toyed around with uh, having jimmy sign one of those 92 tracks cards, but I I don't don't know if if there's enough room on there to get him on, get him on there.
1: Oh man. That'd be something. I never thought about that. That's that's (laughs) actually kind of a cool idea.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like I said, well, you know, me and autograph. So I went through a a phase of getting everything autographed. I'll have to revisit that now that you uh, made that comment. So another honorable mention, the 2016, Panini Prism, his first Prism card, card number 40, and the and the different parallels. Uh, you know, first prism, I think will always there will always be a spot for that.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's first prism card, you know, since it's Panini's first, you know, venture into NASCAR cards are gonna be nice cards to have. I think that you're gonna see the 2016 prism set as a whole over the years gained a lot more respect and you know become more iconic because you know as we have mentioned before here on nascar radio that we, we heard from tim trout he said that the 2016 has the least amount of print run of all of the prism cards out there and and we're seeing that now since we can't you know it's hard to find boxes it's hard to find packs and everything else so I think you know the prism. I, I like that choice, Val. I think prism is the way to go. Yeah,
0: just just touching on that. You know, we uh, talked to the guys at Panini about because I had heard that the 2019 prism was uh, short printed, and they kind of debunked that and basically said no. Uh, 2016 was the lowest, and then they've increased from 2016 and each year. So you know, that puts 2016 at the least printed. So
1: yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Nope. um Another card that I like, and I just think it's, I just, in a way I kind of think it's funny a little bit, but <laughs> the 2021 Panini Donruss race Kings, number nine, and it's got him with a beard on it. And, you know, he doesn't color his beard and he's got like gray on both sides. To me, it's kind of like a skunk beard. So <laughs> I, I kind of like that card just because of that. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not going to be any kind of valuable card or anything like that, but to me, it's just kind of a cool card. Gotcha. Uh,
0: another one that I like is is in the 2016 Prism set, but it's a par- It's a it's an insert, I guess you would say. It's the Champions card. It on it on this one, it shows him as a six time champion, and it's die cut. I just like that champion set. There's only a few in there. I'd love to see Panini maybe uh revise and bring that insert back to Prism now that they can bring, you know, the Kyle Bush and uh Martin Truex and, and other guys that have won as well as the guys that have have won multiple. So
1: Yeah. Another one that I like is the 2009 Press Pass Eclipse Solar Swatches. And they're numbered SSJJ uh, with whatever number of card, because all those cards together spell Johnson. So there's going to be eight of those. Is that right? No, seven of those. I, I need to learn how to cipher better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seven. Yeah, Johnson is seven. Hey, wow, I never thought about it. His last name is Seven, and he's won seven championships. Wow, there you go. But I like those, you know, that they're uh, fire suit swatches, and they spell his name. They're they're just really a really a neat idea that Press Pass had back then, and I like those cards.
0: Yeah, that's one thing we don't. I, I guess we don't see out of Panini. That'd be, I guess, um, pretty cool, you know, to, to bring that kind of thing back.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see stuff like that again, because it's always a challenge to try to spell it. I mean, the only the only solar swatches that I've ever done, I think, was uh, it wasn't solar swatches. It was the one after that where they had I cannot remember which which one it was. Anyway, I spelled Joey Logano's last name because I spelled it because Logan is part of Logano. So you just add the O to Logano.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Any more uh, honorable mentions you want to mention?
1: Yeah, I'm going to mention one more. It's it, it's also from 2009. It's from the Press Pass Legends, which, you know, me being a, an old school guy, I love Legends anyway. But there's a past and present card in there that's an insert. It's PP, number PP11. And it's got him, and it's also got Tim Flock, and it's got, like, his car next to Tim Flock's car. You I love Tim Flock. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet him only one time in 1992. In Atlanta, you know, it was the weekend of Richard Petty's last race, and he was such a nice guy. And I had brought luckily, I had brought some, a box of cards with me. Of course, back then, it's 92, there's not a whole lot of cards. And I happened to have some Tim flocks and I brought one and he signed it, and he's really super nice. I loved it, loved him so much. I said, Hey, I've got some more cards. Would you mind signing He goes, Man, however many cards you got, I'll sign them. Just go get them. So I went out to my car. Got the other ones, brought him in. He signed, I think I had eight or nine of them. He signed them all. So, you know, I love Tim Flock, but that's a really cool card with Jimmy and, and Tim Flock on it. I it's got his, I think it's got his number 92 Hudson Hornet on there. So
0: I think uh, it's 91, a cool card. very, very 91. close. Yep.
1: Oh, okay, that's close.
0: Yeah, now I'm looking at it. That's that's a cool looking card. That would be something that'd be I'd be, you know, would love to kind of collect if they had um, you know, done or Panini maybe bring something like that to their, their cards. I know we have, you know, some of the, I guess some of the legends and stuff in prism and, and some of the other stuff, but, you know, I'd love to see, you know, some of the other drivers, you know, Tim flock and Wendell Scott and, uh, you know, Rex white. And I know we're getting, you know, Danica Patrick and Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards and, uh Derek Cope and you know these other drivers and stuff but uh it'd be cool to to get some of these other other drivers they don't get forgotten you know
1: Mhm. oh I, I, I'm with you I, I can't get enough legends when whenever there's any legends whatsoever in any of the products man I, those are my favorite cars you know with Bobby Allison's in there and Kelly or whoever that they put in there, junior johnson uh man, I'm all over those because those are those are my absolute favorites. That's why I love the uh those cut signatures that, that they do in National Treasures with the legends.
0: Yeah, I mean we you don't necessarily need autos, whatever, but you know, Fred Lorenzen and Lee Petty and uh Fireball Roberts and you know there's we can go on with numerous names um uh, that they don't have to be in every offering, but you know, it'd be cool to have them in in something. Uh, Every few years, whatever.
1: Well, you know, maybe we can get, put a bug in Jeff's ear, Mr. Pack Geek, and say, hey, (laughs) you guys need need to align with the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Whatever it takes.
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly what the disconnect between the two is. I know it's, well, I know it's not from Panini, so it's, uh, you know, NASCAR Hall of Fame side. I know they got a lot of stuff going on. They're not in the trading card space. So but I think they're definitely missing out or not or or missing opportunity to bring card collectors you know to the NASCAR Hall of Fame or or merge a little merge a little bit of that. I know they do the die diecast and stuff at the NASCAR Hall of Fame gift shop and stuff but not much for cards. So I just think they're they're missing opportunity but
1: what we got
0: <laughs> yep, we digress. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we've already uh, almost run our allotted time already for, for the show. Yeah. Um,
1: it's time for eBay.
0: Yes, eBay auctions. Uh, let me start with, uh, and I already closed that window, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> clean up my desktop here and uh, hold on. Uh, talk amongst yourselves.
1: Right okay, So, so while Val is searching, I have an interesting fact for you guys out there. Did you know that Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen both have and wait for it, 13 letters in their name? There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about the 2000 SP authentic number 39. That's the base version. That's not the numbered version or the short print that 2000 SP authentic number 39, you'll get one or two per box. And so a PSA 10 sold uh, just a few days ago for $315. There was one November 14th that went for $299. So it's, again, close to that $315 price. So, uh, again, that was a few months ago. Uh, That card was probably about, what, $100 a year or two ago. So that's, um, I think some of the folks are, are seeing... Uh, that potential. But again, I, I don't think if you probably talk to them, they know about that other card. So.
1: Yeah, that's, and, and again, in the grand scheme of things and in all the, the hype and the craziness that we've been through in the last, you know, year and a half, two years, my God, that is a cheap price for Jimmy Johnson. PSA 10 rookie card.
0: <laughs> yeah. So a raw, a raw card, number 67, closed uh that same day it's not graded or anything like that it was basically twelve dollars plus shipping so God. and again you know if you don't know about it you know you won't search for it so so true yep so um you know you could probably get uh folks listening to the show can probably get a steal on that uh, card number six, seven and know that it's a sure print so get them raw okay
1: so wasn't there a, a card from 1983 you were wanting to talk about that ended? ended oh uh, ended Yeah, we mentioned
0: it last week that there was a 1983 Uno Dale Earnhardt Senior Rookie. Uh, it was graded by SGC. It was an 88, which is an eighth, I believe, conversion. And it closed today while, um, right before the show. I think it surprised both of us at the price.
1: Yeah, I 400. predicted for $410, which I thought was maybe a little high. Yeah,
0: and I was going, I was saying about $350.
1: But another drum roll. <laughs> How much did it go for, Val? $567. With 30 bids.
0: With 30 bids, yes, sir. Uh, there's and again, this is very rare. There's only been three sold since November 15th. There was a SGC nine. Uh, actually, you know what? We need to figure out, uh, have to use our trick to see what it was. I don't know if you want to do that. Because um, uh, the $1,400, it was by now, was on November 15th. And then December 15th, there was a PSA 9. and went for basically $1,300. And then we had the SGC80, SCG 88 uh, for $567. That was a Probstein auction, 30 bids. The highest bid was had a feedback of five fifty and a bid activity with protein of only eleven percent so in the last thirty days, the second bid only had a nine percent bid activity with the seller, and they had one thousand five hundred and ninety six feedback so I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't look like you know it was any kind of really low feedback bidder bidding it up or anything like that so right. even the, yeah, it doesn't look like it. And the third one only had 4%, so it wasn't very high. So uh, the three highest, the bids going after it was 551, 557, and 567. So there were three folks going after it. So
1: so I want to ask you this question, Val. With this being an SGC and it also being an 8, in your mind, what do you think a PSA 10 of this card be, you know, we think it would go for just ballpark.
0: I'm guessing, I don't know, three, three to five, maybe.
1: That's uh, we, not what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Cause we know how rare they are. And we did not pull the numbers to find how many were, and I guess we can do that and then come back, you know, how many total population or how many have been totally graded by SGC. PSA and Beckett. And I think we had done those numbers before.
1: Yeah, You may have done it. I don't remember doing that, but
0: well, we can do that. And then, or does that, or does that bring any value?
1: I mean, I, it, it, it tells you the scarcity,
0: right? I think that's what we're going for. So, all right, we'll be right back.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: All right, we're back Do the miracle miracle of editing. <laughs> <laughs> So, PSA has graded 41 1983 Uno Down Hearts. SGC has graded three 1983 Uno Down Hearts. And Beckett has graded 18 1983 Uno Down Hearts seniors for a total of 62 graded cards total.
1: That is minuscule. That is nothing.
0: Right. For an iconic card. So and we know there's not gonna be a big uh, find of those, though that's already been found, so
1: yeah. The chances of finding those now, any kind of hoard of those is gonna be slim to none.
0: Yeah, the last the last find was back in back in 2006. the Chobat estate was selling off the the find or or his assets and cards and stuff like that. So and David Chobat was the photographer. Who uh, took the f- photographs of the drivers and everything and had those cards printed with that printer? I guess it was in Detroit or something. It was, if you look at one of our, if you look at our episode or listen to the podcast for the 83 Uno uh, show number 31, it gives you more information about the 83 Uno set. So, but anyway, I we digress. And so that card. Sold for five hundred and sixty-seven dollars uh, closing today. So, congrats yeah. to the uh, to a new the new owner.
1: So something funny about that is right after that card ended on eBay, a tweet goes out. All right, which one of you guys bought this card? <laughs> and our our good friend Ken, aka Beans Ball Card Blog.
0: Yeah, check him out.
1: Was yeah, check him out was looking to find out which, which one of us bozos bought that card. <laughs> he said I think he put a bid in of like thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents in tribute to Dale Earnhardt.
0: Oh he couldn't have because that's what I put in.
1: <laughs> well maybe he did. I don't know. But yeah so I thought that was funny that I mean literally I mean that card literally ended and he must have been watching it. And that tweet came out, and I, I'm going like, no, it wasn't me.
0: <laughs> well, like we said, um, since November 15th, there's only been three. And they ranged from, well, yeah, uh, two nines and an eight. So it's not a card that comes up a lot,
1: right? No, it's not. I mean, if you can find one and get it at a good price, man, I, I say get it. And if you can find find them raw, you know, and they look good, you got to watch out for the backs of those things. Because of the black where it says, you know, got Uno on the back, like we talked about before, they have a lot of scuffs and there's print dots and a little bit of fate on some of them. So you got to watch out. That's where they really ding you, I think, on those cards is those backs.
0: And I know PSA is looking at those backs. so.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. They got me a few times. So you want to talk about uh, we won't do a whole lot of eBay auctions. I've got a big list, but. There's no way we have time to cover what I've got on my list. But one of the uh, the really cool cards that I saw was it actually ended on the 26th was yet again another Richard Petty rookie card. This was a BGS 9 and it went for $272.88 with 11 bids. That's pretty strong for a, a PSA 9 of Richard Petty in a, in a BGS holder.
0: And which what year is that?
1: 88 Max, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. For an eight? For an eight. Well, that I think that 88 Max is getting more and more iconic as we talk about it. And, you know, trying to find wax boxes. I think they're probably, what, two-something now.
1: Wax boxes? Yeah, probably. Because I know the Myrtle Beach are, you know, four or 500. And he's not going to be in the Myrtle Beach. Right. So, yeah, something else I saw that ended... Uh, on the 25th and somebody in my opinion got a steal on this and i didn't even see it like i said there's so much out there now it's nearly impossible to see everything but this was a 1972 stp buddy baker and it went for 69 dollars and it looked good it had 11 bids so that was a steal i think you know wow get- get that sucker graded. I mean, it may take you a little while to get it graded, but get it graded.
0: Well, the last 10 that I remember the person who got it, they bought it off of eBay and had it submitted and got a 10. So it happens.
1: Oh yeah. Um, who was that? That was, um, Oh gosh, I can't remember who it was.
0: Yeah. He had the number one set on the PSA registry, but yeah. then he he uh, retired it and broke it up. I think it was Greg something.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember that dude.
0: Greg Wolf or something.
1: Yeah, uh, I know we talk about these things, it seems like, every week, but on the 24th, a Dale Earnhardt Max Medallion from 1994, it's the 88 promo card, Mm -hmm. went for $900. It was best offer accepted. And I actually was able to go out there and use that 130-point website and figure that one out. So that was a good one. That was number 461 out of 1,000. Uh, something I thought that was kind of a funny card. And I don't know, I haven't been paying a whole lot of of attention to some of these F1 cards and the pictures and whatnot, but this one kind of struck me as looking funny. This was a, on the 26th, a Lewis Hamilton 2021 Topps Chrome F1 Sapphire card. It was Aqua out of 99. It was a PSA 9. Uh, It went for $285. But the thing about it was, is like, it's got this picture of Lewis Hamilton. He's like in a T-shirt almost. and he, it's kind of low, so there's a lot of space above the card. And It looks like he's almost like running for the burrito truck or something. And he, just, <laughs> it's like that's it's not a very flattering card of him. Uh, I, I don't know if he approved that image or not, but I just thought that was a weird, a weird looking card. It's like, oh man, give me some more donuts or something because it just, it just had that vibe to me. <laughs> but i just i just wanted to mention that one because it just was kind of kind of funny to me when i saw it because you know i'm all into the the funny cards with the funny names and funny pictures so that that just struck me as is looking a little funny some other things that i saw out there and this one astounded me actually this was on the 22nd 2021 national treasures cut signatures which are the cards i like the most out of that set Tim Flock, who we were just talking about, Uh number two of four, somebody went click and paid $500. Buy it now. Wow. Yeah. That card, I'm sorry, but that card is not worth that kind of money. I love Tim Flock, but, you know, I don't even think it's worth, you know, in my opinion, it's not even, shouldn't even go for half that. But, but somebody wanted it and that's fine. You know, I, 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 I spent extra money on things because I wanted them. So I get it, but I think $500, that was a heck of a price for that guard.
0: Yeah. I guess maybe they're working on a set or.
1: I don't know. You know, and in the same light on the same day of the 20, the the 22nd, another Panini 2021 Panini National Treasures cut auto of Glenn Wood, Hall of Famer. Again, this was number two of four. I don't know where all these two of whatever's are coming from, but it went for $150 best offer accepted. So that's a more reasonable price. If I had seen that, I probably would have maybe, you know, I don't know if I'd have done 150. I may have done hundred, 125, but so that's some pretty strong prices for those cut autos.
0: Uh, one of the things I was seeing and uh, for the F1 collectors, the F1 tops lights out. Those are now starting to be shipped, so they're starting to get in the folks' hands. That's a 40-card set. Uh, the checklist looks like has not been released, and you get 25 premium Formula One trading cards per box. Uh, that was an on-demand set. That was pretty much on demand for about I don't know 30 minutes. <laughs> but right now it looks like on eBay they're selling about 200 to 30. I want to say there were like 40 pounds or 50 pounds originally. So those, those are starting to hit. So uh, if you, you know, if you've missed out, you know, just remember the FOMO and, uh, you know, take a deep breath. And again, you're not getting a set out of a box and I think there, I don't know. I can't remember how many parallels are in it, but uh, just to let everybody know those are now starting to hit. So, Uh, the prices should start to come down as those folks who uh, have to have it right now uh, get those into their hands and then um, we should see prices stabilize. So
1: yeah, something else I saw on eBay and I'm going to direct this to Ken uh, on the 19th. There was a lot of 14 Stark and Wetzel 1954 Indy 500 winners cards. And that went for $400 best offer accepted. So that's like a little less than 30 bucks a card. That's not bad for those cards. And I know Ken is, is collecting things like that. And I think he's collecting that, that set. So I don't know if that was him that got it or not, but I think that was a pretty good deal. I mean, I
0: need that vintage stuff. Yeah. Is, you know, is, is great. And depending on condition wise and, um, you Know, been trying to look at the Avalon Hill, trying to find some more of those sets, which was the racing game uh, we talked about um, when Ken was on the show. So, you know, just you, I guess you just, uh, you know, take a look at there and see what makes sense and you know, pull the trigger on stuff that uh, you want.
1: Yeah, i thought about trying to start that set, but I'm not going to mess with that set for now. I'm gonna let Ken have it.
0: <laughs> <for now. laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it or whoever else is that we don't run up the price on that. You know, uh, when you get everybody bidding on it, you get high prices or, you know, try to try to get it on the off market. You know, mm-hmm. I've been looking at some watercolors that I need for my watercolor set. So, uh, everybody's busy with national treasures or some other stuff. So I'm looking to see if I can pick up some deals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good time. Cause like you said, everybody, including myself, I'm, I'm enamored with, with the 2021 national treasures right now. Uh, That's pretty much all I've been buying is cards, you know, Richard Petty and whatnot from that. So I love that set. I think it's really cool. It's it's turned out to be better than I thought it would be because I see these box breaks and those box breaks are, are are most, most of them are doing very well. So uh, I think it's a good product.
0: Well, that's great. I know we reviewed the checklist and some of the other stuff. So, until it gets into people's hands and getting, seeing what those things are breaking and what they look like. So I'm super excited for Dunruss. I know we're still a few months away here. We got the season getting ready to crank up. So uh, anything else you want to do before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. Uh, one more thing on the 19th. Uh, this is, I guess, kind of vintage. If you want to call it 74 vintage 1974 Panini sport Vedettes. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Car or sticker number 154, Nikki Lauda. It's his rookie. It was a PSA six. There's only three in population, according to what they the description of this went for $3,899. Buy it now. Wow. So apparently, Topps has, has spun a whole new market for, for vintage Formula One. Now, all the people are getting interested in the history, they're going back and finding these cards and you know it's it's a new breath of of air for these cards because i can remember and it was just before all this this craziness started you could pick up formula one cards cheap i mean on the dirt cheap look at it now
0: so it reminds me of you know the 80s when we had uh the 80s stars starting to command some prices and then people realize well if so and so is going for this in the 80s you know what do these same stars from the '60s and '70s, you know, go for? So it's kind of the rising tide lifts all boats kind of a thing. So, yep. You know, if you're gonna pay three thousand dollars or what do we say forty-five thousand dollars for a low numbered, you know, Lewis Hamilton, what's uh you know, Nikki Lotta gonna go for that? And I'm gonna say I think the Panini stickers are massively undervalued because and Logan, you know this. Those stickers are consumable, right? So you stick them off and you put them in your sticker book and you I've talked to folks in the UK and in and Europe and stuff and you know that's what they do, right? When they were kids they opened up the sticker packs and they did these sticker books and no one ever thought about really keeping them in great shape or not sticking them or whatever it is and so they're consumed and you do not find them, you know, out of the package. So it's kind of like finding you know, an unopened sixty-two tops baseball pack, right? Or, or finding gem mink cards—you're just not going to find them. So uh, the stickers, you know, finding them not stuck to a book is rare, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and, and those kids back then, you know, if they had doubles or something, they were like sticking them on their binders or sticking them on their lockers at school or or whatever. They were stickers, so they just they stuck them. I mean, I know I did the same thing. With, with with wacky packages back in the day. If I I remember having them all over my binder and sticking them on things and stuff and I didn't think about it.
0: Right. You, you know, it was a different time. So, I think the old vintage Panini stickers, I think they still haven't seen their best day yet, so
1: I agree. I think I think those those stickers are going to go up in value even I mean, even though the prices now look high, uh they may very well be low. Yeah. So I got one more thing before we we shut this thing down. <laughs> you know, I talked about at the beginning of the show that I have been assimilated. Yep. The other night, and I yes I did this. I went and I purchased a twenty. I guess it's twenty twenty. Tops now, Lewis Hamilton. Tops it's tops now number three, PSA nine. And now I've got one. So I told everybody I was going to do it. I've done it. <laughs> I've been assimilated. Uh, all you, all you guys out there, you know, the Formula One guys, you can go, hey, yay, we've got him now. <laughs> but I do have a lot of other Formula One cards, believe it or not, and some of my other sets. But I, I, you know, I, I, I got that card. I'm, I'm proud for the price I paid for it. Um, and I'm, you know, like I said, I've been assimilated. So there you go.
0: Now that you mentioned that and we talk about stickers, uh, my two boxes of stickers came in from the Tops UK site, so I've not opened any yet, haven't had time. Uh it's been real crazy around the house and other stuff, but uh I did get two two fifty 50 pack sticker boxes, so for 2021. Cuz I think the new stickers are probably coming out in the summer. Uh so that'll be so this is the second year for stickers and then um I looked at the other one. So, 2020 are a little pricey for me. I think there's only 30 packs to a box then. And I think they're like 85, 90 pounds right now, which is, I think it was like
1: 100 something. So, yeah, the pounds price sounds better since it's lower.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we're shipping everything else. But anyway, so yeah, uh, we're kind of, I'll say, all in on F1. So, I'm looking forward to the NASCAR season, the Indy season, F1 season. So if you're new to NASCAR Radio, we'll be following all those and also with the spin of the trading cards so, and stickers. So
1: Yeah, I can't wait for the season. So let's bring on the racing. Let's get that let's get it cranked up.
0: Yep, so uh for me and Logan and Jason, thanks everybody for listening. Please like the podcast, leave a review. It helps us find new Uh, listeners to share our knowledge and share the show with and we appreciate everybody uh sticking around this long listening to the show and thanks to all the listeners and of course our sponsor panini america so for me and the guys we will catch you next week